0: Hello, this is Steve Durr. We're going to be reading Luke chapter 4, 14 through 30 today. This is immediately following Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. It says this, starting in verse 14 of Luke chapter 4. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly throughout the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, He went, as usual, to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can this be, they asked. Isn't this Joseph's son? Then he said, You will undoubtedly quote me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. Meaning, do miracles here in your hometown like you did in Capernaum. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Certainly, there were many needy widows in Israel, in Elijah's time, when the heavens were closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner a widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, but the only one healed was Naaman, a Syrian. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of a hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff, but he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. Now, this is kind of an interesting exchange. You know, you, you want to go home to your hometown and then come to find out, uh, they hate your guts. <laughs> but what, what, what's the problem here? Why, why are Jesus' family and friends and, and boyhood, you know, uh, acquaintances, why are they so angry at him? Jesus goes into the synagogue. A synagogue essentially is just a, is, basically a community center. You would use it for worship and all kinds of other meetings. But he went on the Sabbath to worship, He goes to the synagogue. He has the opportunity that day to read and then comment on the reading of Scripture. He turns to the scroll of Isaiah. He reads Isaiah 61, and he reads about um, the Messiah. It's a passage that's about the Messiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That means the anointed one, and and the anointed one is the Messiah. So he's reading a passage that's speaking about what his vocation, his calling, his mission is, his identity as the Messiah. He reads this, and then he hands back the scroll and says, What I just read about the Messiah, all those things that are going to happen, I want you to know that that's coming true right here and now in your midst. In other words, that's my mission. That's, That's me. That's what I'm about. And the people seem okay to respond that way, except that they seem a little confused that this is the guy that they grew up with. This is Joseph's boy, right? How could this possibly be the Messiah? How could he make these claims? And Jesus senses that they're going to ask him to do some healing. You see, Jesus had been going around doing some healing, and they wanted to see the stuff. They wanted to see Jesus do his stuff. And so Jesus says, listen, I'm not going to do the stuff here. I know you're going to... You know, you're going to reject me. But what's interesting here, Jesus quotes something. He talks about some stories in the Bible about a prophet named Elijah and a prophet named Elisha. Now, these were two powerful, amazing prophets back in the Old Testament of the Bible. And these two prophets did some miracles and they came to help some people, but those people were not from Israel. They weren't Jews, they weren't part of God's chosen people, they were outsiders. And so Elijah helps a foreigner and a widow. And Elisha helps a, a a man named Naaman, a Syrian. And so here's the point of what's going on here. Jesus is saying, listen, you as my hometown, you're not going to receive me. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what, outsiders, non-Jews are going to receive me. Now, this is not what people at the time of Jesus wanted to hear. You see... At the time of Jesus, they expected the Messiah to come and basically, you know, do a number on the non-Jews, take out the Gentiles, take out the Romans, be victorious over them, judge them, condemn them. But Jesus says, listen, my, his words were incredibly gracious and open. And he says, listen, you think you're an insider, but the reality is you're not. You're rejecting me. And those people you think are outsiders, they're going to receive me. Now, that's hard to hear. Jesus wasn't coming to condemn the people they wanted to condemn. He was coming to invite them into God's love, into his mercy, into his movement. God always has surprising grace. And it confronts our desire. This passage just confronts my desire for God to take someone else down. (laughs) There's people in my life that, you know, people, groups, nations that feel like enemies at times, you know, people that I want God to reject and judge and condemn. Yet Jesus' way here confronts my desire for God to take someone else down. And And I begin to ask myself the question, I feel like an insider, but have I really truly received jesus have i truly embraced what he's all about have i truly desired what he desires or do i desire what i desire and want him to bless it and the other thing is there's people in our lives that are we think are outsiders outside of god's love outside of god's ability to redeem or save or help there's people in our own community that we look at and think i hope god gets them (laughs) But could Jesus be challenging us today to recognize that the people we think are outsiders are people that he's come to invite into love and to change into life? It's a challenge to get more on that side of things and to be praying for that, and to join Jesus in that work. Because I know sometimes in my life there's been people that I thought, I don't want Jesus to, to help. And if he does, I'm going to be mad at him. I may even want to take them to the side of a cliff. (laughs) And so today, the challenge is to follow the teaching of Jesus we find in Matthew, to love our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us, to not be so quick to label who's in and who's out, but to instead join Jesus in praying that all would know Jesus and come to the knowledge of the truth. And so what's God saying to you today? How's God challenging you and then? What do you plan on doing about it? Let's pray. God, today we recognize that we have our own agendas. We want things to happen our way. We have our ideas of who's acceptable and who's not acceptable to you, and yet we all are deeply in need of your grace. And we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your forgiveness, which none of us deserve. Just remind us of that today so that we might offer that same grace and love and mercy to others. And God, we pray for those people who we kind of view instantly as an outsider, that you would reveal who they are to us, and that you, God, would begin to do a great work in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.